0: everybody welcome to after hours here on barbecue nation we are talking uh that is leanna myself with the grilled dads with their new cookbook the best grilling cookbook ever written by two idiots um i love that so i i want to ask you this and well then we'll venture on to some other things what is your preference as far as what do you cook with is it pellets gas charcoal i mean when you're at home or do you just have an sundry of them like we all do and you just kind of figure out which one is the best for a particular dish or recipe the
1: answer yeah. is yes yeah. okay we use them all
2: right
0: now you know it's like on a, a tuesday
1: ahead. night get home at seven o'clock and you got to make a quick dinner fire up the gas grill right you know it's like pellet grill i mean we, we use them all all the time um and we feel really great about sharing content on different fuel sources, um, (coughs) with our audience. Um, the cookbook is something that we spent a lot of time on making sure you could do the recipes on almost everything. Um, and you know, talking about the, the benefits and the drawbacks of the different types of grills and how you overcome them to execute, uh, all the recipes.
0: Yeah. Leanne, I don't know about you, because I've never actually asked you this question, mm-hmm. but I'd like all three of your takes on this. I think gas grills get a bad rap sometimes, we? you know, because like you said, Mark, if I'm going to do something quick, I fire up my Weber Genesis boom and go with it. You know, I don't if think
3: it I don't think it gets a bad rap. I think it gets ignored.
0: Well, that's a good way to
3: put it. Yeah. I feel like people are focusing, you know, on pellets or wood or charcoal. It's something to talk about. Gas grill is so simple. And, and I know, you know, people use them all the time, but I just think it just gets ignored. I I, I think it has a
1: bad rap. I do. I mean, I think everyone thinks that if you're using a gas grill, you're driving a white BMW and wearing a polo shirt with the collar (laughs) popped. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's. It's, it's I mean, you could do great stuff on there. Um, you can get creative and add smoke tubes or do smoke and aluminum foil and add flavor to it. It heats up super fast. It gets hot as all get up. And if you're having like 20 kids over for an eight-year-old birthday party and you're cooking hamburgers for everybody, show yeah. me a better grill. You know, it's like it has a lot of upside.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a reason why Weber is Weber and they've done what they've done for so long. It's also one of the grills that is the easiest entry point because it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Pellets, are, pellets are, are a strange, hard thing to comprehend. Charcoal's dirty. You know, you look at salamanders or things that are, you know, are, are even more different than that. And they're using the hex flames from the top down and all of this stuff. You know, even planches, you look at fire discs, you look mm-hmm. at all the various things and we have them all. We each have, yep. I think, grills outside just like you guys do but the reality is it just depends on the a the it's not even time because the reality is if you know how to light a green egg quickly you can light a green oh, egg and to yeah. heat up fast okay you can also mm-hmm. do the same exact thing with a pellet grill it doesn't take that long i think there's just a mentality that propane's faster and mm-hmm. just because it gets hot quicker but that's a specific type of grilling too that yeah, you're and, doing what's quick and series. by the
1: way it's like to Faye's point like You know if you have a charcoal grill and you're like oh man tuesday night too slow like it isn't as easy as lighting a uh, gas grill but like you can walk out and light the chimney and then go by the time you have the burgers out of the packages and you grab your seasoning and everything and you come out you can dump the charcoal and get started so it is you know whatever you have you just got to get really good at it
0: yeah yeah i just think that um like I said, a lot of people we have on this show they would rather be drugged by a tractor than cook on a gas grill, and wow. and that's their personal preference. I get that, but I just that's why I keep said that because I just think that uh, it does get a a bad rap, or like Leanne said, gets ignored. The, but the biggest thing to me is more people have gas grills in this country then they have pellets or charcoal or anything sure. else. It's the number one, and it's gonna stay, I think, the number one seller for a while. Anyway, we'll move on. But well, you- I, I would say one more thing. It's like sure. Faye and
1: I always say something like you wouldn't do math without a calculator if you had a calculator, right? It's like it's like if you have a good tool, use your it, there's shoes nothing there's nothing wrong with using mm-hmm. smart tools that make things easier. I mean the Pellet Girls now are set it and forget it. We use the meter probes. Um, and we get people, you know, we'll put a meter probe in uh, a porterhouse and, um, it's great because we do, you know, we're so busy. We have multiple jobs and families and doing all this stuff. You could forget, I know how to cook a steak, but I could be running around, like getting something out of my car and you could miss the window where it's going to be perfectly medium rare. And you get a text on your phone saying the stuff is ready. So it's like, why would you not do that? But there's people who tell us all the time, like, oh, well, you can just tell by touching the steak if it's done. Well, it's like, well, congratulations. Man, you're goals. awesome.
2: Yeah. Good. Good for you. That's mm-hmm.
1: great. Locked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Unsubscribe.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That actually happened about a week ago. There was somebody doing some, and it was one of the culinary sites, a, uh, uh, something with some notoriety and they were doing something with the New York strip. And then they said something like you could touch it. And I can't remember which one it was. And boy, that lit up really quick on uh, Twitter. That was on Twitter. And I was like, I even chimed in on that. I usually try to stay out of those discussions, you know, because they might be a future guest and I don't want to, you know, alienate them before they even talk to Leanne. But uh (laughs) You know that uh, that was pretty good. So what's your families think of all this?
1: <laughs>
0: well, I mean from my yeah, I mean from I got a
2: 13-year-old who lives in Los Angeles. Okay, my daughter is just god bless you, buddy time for her to take over the whole empire. Man, she's this girl's like, Dad, when's it my shot? When am I gonna be on? When am I gonna do this? Uh-huh. Zoe's got, I mean, our kids have incredible palates, which is really cool. I mean, Arthur, his son was raised in LA for a while too. And then they moved to Portland, then over to, to Boise. But I mean, our kids want charcuterie platters for their lunch boxes, like when they're going to yeah. school. So they love it. They love that we're the grill dads. They love that we're funny. I think that's a big thing. I mean, we have forwards from our kids and in, in the book.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: it's so important to us that, you know, we, we don't expose our kids to the audience the way that i think a lot of people do we're very reserved about it but at the same time you know we we talk about our kids we talk a little bit about you know what they're into and stuff like that but they love it our families our families love it i mean
1: we've been doing it for so long it's just what we do yeah right? we did it before the
2: cameras were on so you know and we, it's like
1: we, we, we've yeah been doing the this families <laughs> they're like it's it's not i mean it's not much different. Um, we're getting compensated for it now, which everybody enjoys. But <laughs> yeah,
0: that's <laughs> not new. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it, it was probably a, a day of revelation when you got your first real check. You know, you went, "Hey, look!"
2: You know what's you know what's interesting is every you know opportunity sure looks a lot like hard work, and every single thing that Mark and I have received, we have taken, we have premeditatedly gone after. Yeah, um, and I'm proud of us for that. You know, we've stayed very true to not compromising our own brand, not being mean spirited. We're not fighting and, and backstabbing people to get what we want. We're we're very honest people. Like we'll tell you exactly what we think. We have zero fear. We have no fear of anybody. We have no fear of any network of any any other person that's out there. We do our own thing, and I think that's just the, the way. Yeah. <laughs> The way, the way we live I'm sorry, you
0: though. Right. well i think that's great actually because i think one of the with the advance of especially over the last few years with social media and all the different platforms i mean my god we are on 33 platforms or some ridiculous yeah. number like that and uh
3: I admire but, you guys for that. I mean, you're staying steadfast on 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 your brand, and you're not deviating to get a show or to get something where a lot of people cave. You guys don't cave. You're steadfast, and um, that's very commendable in this day and age.
1: I mean, if you know, if you know, if you clearly define what the goal is, it's easy to say no to
2: stuff. Yeah, that's it. Um, the, the power of no is a big piece, a big tool that we were taught. Unfortunately, most of us are taught as entrepreneurs much later. <laughs> that we should have been taught but the power of no is an incredible thing it means you have a position
3: Mm -hmm. and you're not
2: going to compromise your own values and your own beliefs and you're not going to hurt like we refuse to hurt anyone on our journey like Mm -hmm. we're not going to say ill stuff we're not going to be mean people like we're going to say factual things and then talk about where we fit in that equation that's it or not and Mm -hmm. I think that's totally cool we also want to be the exemplary we want to be an amazing example for our kids because that's that's one of the best ways to be a dad is to lead by example and to be vulnerable and not have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Like we learn stuff every single day. We're not the greatest chef backyard warriors on the planet. We just love what we do. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Well, I think that's a big part of the journey too, is one recognizing that and then knowing what you're learning as you're going and, and then applying that I think too many people get into the barbecue world and after a very short period of time, all of a sudden they want to be called the familiar term of pitmaster or something like that. But I, I, I don't get it. I'm dumb, I guess, or, very antiquated, but I don't. We're the two idiots on a
2: cookbook. So yeah, we definitely yeah. don't. Yeah, no. yeah.
1: Petmaster's a name on a business card. Give it to yourself if you want. that's the age of the internet. You can do whatever you want. I mean, you know, it's 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 uh again, it's like having clear goals. I mean, Fay and I last October, we spent five figures and a lot of time of our life because we want to start doing more stuff on YouTube doing uh, self-funded pilots for two different show concepts for YouTube. Sure. And um, we flushed them down the toilet. Terrible. Yeah. We we're able wow. to watch them and see like, Hey, Holy crap. This is, this just didn't work. It didn't come out how we thought. Um, and there's all these different things. And, and we just love the fact that we're at the point in our career and at the point in our lives where we, you know, 10 years ago we would have scurried to try and frankenstein those things together and get them out because we're like well we spent all the time and money on it we got to do it um now we're just like we're not ready for youtube we got to get rid of it
0: yeah you know there's a there's a saying like people will say well i'm my own harshest critic but what you just said mark was you're you're a You know, critical of your own work, you have to be, especially if you're promoting a brand, but you should also be able to say, that really is a piece of crap. I don't like it. Nobody's going to see the light of day with that thing.
1: And it's hard. I mean, I played in a band when I was early on in college, and you write a song and you record it, and you're like, this is the next Rolling Stones album. And then like five years later, you listen to it and you're like, holy shit, that is so terrible. (laughs) I wasn't able to objectively see what it really was and how we're at a point in our lives where we can do that.
2: Yeah. And I I think there's a word that we like to use a lot, which is something that most people I think forget when they're doing stuff for money is the word fun. And at 40, we're both two days apart. We're 46 years old. We're having a blast. Like this is fun for us. And we can show that we're doing something we love to do and we're not, we're always learning and messing things up and burning ourselves. So like, doesn't matter. And we're going to make bad business deals. We're going to make good business deals. It's okay. As long as Mark and I are having fun doing it, then we're good. The second it ceases to be fun, we will no longer do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What we're do you think? there at one point.
0: Well, it, yeah, I, I understand. Um, what do you think, uh, each of you now, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned about grilling and cooking since you started on this journey
2: so many things man you know i mean like i need hours to tell you what i've learned you know what i've learned that it's okay to burn the hell out of everything and fail like it's because it teaches you what you did wrong right so mm-hmm. for me i've learned how to fail big that's big. probably the best my best lesson i've learned go big or go home mm-hmm. Faye. go big yeah. or go home man and just yeah. ruin it just yeah. <laughs> kill it. And then you figure out what you did wrong.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I've learned is that there'll never be, there'll never not be something to learn. You know, there's no, there's no having it figured out. You know, it's like, there's a thousand different ways to cook a steak. Um, And it might, you might have to try 300 different ways to find the way that you like it. Um, And, but every, like the, it's evolving and it's, it's part art as much as it is science. Right. So, you know, when we got our big green eggs, we talked to 15 different big green egg, uh, people that are on team, big green egg. We're like, how do you light your, how do you light your grill? All 15 gave completely different answers. Um, and it's, you know, that creativity piece that empowers doing all these different things, different ways to me is what, you know, is what I've learned. I mean, we're going to do something, and also, too, we kind of force ourselves to innovate because we do 200 pieces of content
0: a year. Yeah. Well, you have to. Yeah, no problem. That's okay. So w- when Faye comes back, we're going to subject you to the lightning round. Oh, Okay. So Faye, I was just telling Mark that Leanne and I are now going to subject you to the lightning round. This is okay. a part- This is a part we used to do <clears throat> in the regular show, but. Some of we we ended up editing too much out and we're always we're short for time. So um, we'll go from there. Okay, first question, if you could work with one of your grilling or barbecue heroes, who would it be besides working with each other?
2: Oh, I would never say that anyway. (laughs) It it wouldn't matter. Uh, I would like to work with uh, I would just like to see how Aaron Franklin does his thing. Like I would like to stand right next to him and watch him do it as a barbecue guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't get it.
1: So. Yeah. I, I would probably say Josiah Citron from charcoal in Venice. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a two star uh, two Michelin star French chef. Um, whose real passion in life is to cook over charcoal. And he opened a restaurant called charcoal in Venice, California, and everything is cooked on big green eggs. And having that level of technique and knowledge about food and applying it to the world of charcoal is mind blowing. There you Mm -hmm. go.
0: What, what would you say your success to failure ratio is when you're creating a new dish, new recipe?
2: Go Mark.
1: Our batting average now is good just because we, like I said, we do 200 dishes a year. So we're getting better at predicting failure. Um, But I'd say you know seven out of ten come out exactly how we'd want. Two two come out almost as good as we
2: want, and one sucks. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say we're gonna bat eight hundred, but I think we'll go
0: with your seven hundred. Okay. Okay. So if you could cook and then dine with a historical figure, who would it be, and what would the menu be?
2: Wow. Uh, I would do. I would want to dine with Teddy Roosevelt. And I would want the menu to be full of wild game.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: Inside of a national park. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. He's going
2: to say the same. He would want the exact same thing. I just yeah,
1: said. I would do the same. But I mean, I'm so bad at these questions because I'm a very—I don't. Uh, I know it's a lightning round, and I'm just
2: blubbering. Anderson, <laughs> uh, why do you say like Tom Petty? Like you would want to like have dinner with Tom Petty and some after hours.
1: Well, now I can't say Tom Petty because if it's your idea, it's not good. So, um, mm-hmm. to
2: help
1: I mean, out. I
0: don't, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, historical figure that can be anybody from any walk of life. It doesn't matter. Um, you have I'm to gonna just just
1: because I'm a huge fan, I can't think of anyone else. I'm gonna go with Abraham Lincoln.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. What That's would you, you cook me. for him?
1: I mean. I would cook something sous vide because I think it would probably blow his mind. <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> Based on what cooking styles were when he was
0: around. Yeah. Um have you guys ever grilled a penguin? A penguin? Yeah.
2: Just the small ones. Okay. Ones.
0: <laughs> the
2: hatchlings, though. Yeah, the hatchlings. They they're have really tend- they're they're tender, you know, more tender. <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. There you go. Um if you could erase one mistake from your past, what would it be, and why?
1: <laughs> uh, my first wife, and legally speaking, I shouldn't tell you why. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man i I mean, honestly, like that's a question that, if we were to answer truthfully, we would both say we wouldn't change anything. We're not. We're not big regret guys. We're big learning guys, and it's not like. You know, there's not a lot out you know, there that we didn't learn from in a way that made it valuable.
2: I, I would say, and I totally agree with what Mark just said. And it's funny, the, the, not, none of them were mistakes. They were just like stepping stones just in weird directions, right? Like right. I don't really believe in all. Yeah, I'm not really, maybe it's because I'm an atheist, but I don't believe in all of that stuff, right, in general. But right. I think for, for me, just to say, and I think Mark will probably agree with this, that if we would have known or done it sooner, Followed this path a little bit sooner. I think, uh, not that we would be any better off. I just think it would have been fun to start it sooner. Sure. Mm-hmm. It. It's like, I just, yeah, have, okay. We, yeah, it's like so it, long. We just didn't do it like, a certain way.
1: I said to Faye once, you know, this was a couple of months ago. I said, had we decided to not do Food Network at all, and on that same day we started Food Network, start our journey on YouTube, we would probably as a brand be better off now. Yep. And we would have then but but it's it's a catch 22, because I don't if we didn't do it that way, we'd probably be doing the YouTube stuff and saying, could you imagine had we ever gotten on the Food Network? Yeah. So we don't spend you know, we don't spend a lot of time dwelling. You don't
3: dwell. You don't dwell. That's good. Yeah.
0: Okay, if Leanne declared you supreme rulers of grilling and barbecue for one week, what would you both as supreme rulers decree? What's one thing you would decree?
2: I would I would decree that you must make for one week, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would decree that every person that has a grill would have to use it seven days a week for at least one meal. And if you didn't have it, I would decree that all the giant corporate companies hand deliver grills to <laughs> so those people that do not have one so that they can join in this amazing seven-day experience. There you go.
1: My mm-hmm. decree would be the cancellation of all competition barbecue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> you <laughs> go.
1: There you go. If okay. you don't cook it the way you'd want to eat it, the
0: competition should be banned. <laughs> there you go. you remember the first thing? Brief, Leanne, brief. It's okay.
3: It's No, he's an honest soul. And I, I you know, I... I I concur. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, the first time I ever talked to Leanne, which was several years ago, and I said something about barbecue, she goes, it's a cult. (laughs) First thing she said to me, um, do you remember what the first thing you ever grilled was?
1: Yeah, I grilled a pork chop with my grandfather at four o'clock in the morning on a Weber kettle grill.
2: There you go yeah for breakfast for me i think mm-hmm. the first thing i ever grilled was a frozen burger patty from the schwan man in rural Ohio. yeah
0: those you are know, those, the, those, those yellow and those kind of yeah, yellow, yellow and blue trucks, trucks or whatever yeah they they yeah. yeah we
2: didn't live close enough to a food store so
3: interesting
0: the they brought it out with their you know freezer trucks okay uh what's the worst concert you ever attended uh my first concert
1: uh that I ever went to was also my worst. It was Paula Abdul and Millie Vanilli.
3: Wow. Oh, Jesus
0: Christ. Wow. Uh <laughs>
2: Bay. <laughs> uh, the worst concert I've ever been to, uh, and, and I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this, was uh Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> was probably the worst concert I've ever been to.
3: Thank you very much. That's in my top two. Yeah.
0: I I was told that I um that I attended uh Doobie brothers and Dave Matthews concert in Santa Barbara, but I do not remember. Yeah, but the Doobie <laughs>
3: brothers made up for Dave Matthews, but I told my sister that and she, she just was appalled that I would say that, but I do. Who's your really. number one,
2: Leanne?
3: Uh, Whitney Houston. Which era? Uh, she played in Ohio in Cincinnati and gosh, this was in the eighties and she, she couldn't dance. She was like a giraffe out there and very, you know, there was like no rhythm. She has an incredible voice, but to have her as a performer in front of me, I felt like she was going to fall off the stage or trip on something. And I was just like, oh, wait, wait a minute. And, oh, that's and funny. enjoyed her, her voice, but the concert itself was not entertaining. It was yeah. scary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mine was actually a Merle Haggard. Cause he was so wasted that he couldn't, <laughs> he, he didn't know where he was. They were that's playing. Awesome. They were playing like Okie from Muskogee. and he just kind of looked at everybody, turned around, walked back and sat on a hay bale on the stage, lost his place and started playing, going to Kansas City. And it was just like the whole concert was like that. It's like you never finished the song wow. at all. So <laughs> that's sad. Uh, yeah. If uh, if we put your skills to music, what would the music be? Beethoven's fifth.
3: Shut the mm. fuck up. Are you shut up?
2: That's just stupid. Da, 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 da. I was gonna say yours would be the Benny Hill theme songs, but i, would, <laughs> I, would, I would oh, that's why here. you're here. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, all right, that's mine. That's what the Benny Hill theme songs would be like a, a,
0: a, a circus, you know, a circus. <laughs> circus Leanne, I've never asked you that question. What would your yours be?
3: Oh gosh. Um. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because, say, you know, I sometimes know I cook low and slow and sometimes fast and hot. So, you know, you could go the ACDC route or you could go James Taylor. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you know what mine would be? Mine would be Bob Seeger's. You're still the same. It's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, that cool would it, that yeah. would be me because I don't change very much, unfortunately, for some people. <laughs> if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? <laughs> I okay. I I would be a peregrine falcon. There you go. Oh. I like
2: that. Yay. And why? Because they are a small package that delivers one of the most lethal predators that you possibly can get is is a peregrine falcon. We're
1: there all failing think... to see the correlation. I'm not that small, but <laughs> if I
2: was,
1: <laughs> I'd be a
0: peregrine falcon. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, Mark. How about you? oh
1: man i'm also so bad birds of prey guy also so i'm gonna go with uh golden eagle okay while Mm -hmm. beethoven's fifth is playing by the way yeah Uh, yeah. there he goes that beethoven Uh stuff again you know i could could switch mine to the chariots of fire theme song that would be pretty
0: Uh, (laughs) and everything would be in slow motion then wouldn't it so for mark it's just normal it's just normal okay if you were on death row what would your last meal be uh, veal parm I, I could have literally answered for him by the way side of okay. rigatoni with butter
1: uh, mozzarella sticks uh, Miller High Life and um, for dessert I would have more veal
2: parmesan
0: <laughs> okay Frank. Uh,
2: mine would be an Italian grinder like an wow. old, old submarine sandwich yeah you know?
0: There you go. All All right.
2: Lettuce, the whole thing, the meats, the cheeses, on a nice toasted hero roll, and uh, from I'm what Faye, if you
1: could pick a place that made it, where would you get it from?
2: Other than your kitchen, in my kitchen. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm Uncle Polly's think. or. Uh, yeah. Bay cities. I think Bay cities probably are all about. Wow. The
0: there you yeah, those go. Are
2: probably the, the ones I would pick. Yeah.
0: Okay. Would you describe yourself as corn fed or grass fed corn?
1: I don't even need to answer that question. <laughs> okay. You see any lean stuff happening over here? I mean, yeah. oh, I was no, offended no. by the question
0: more like leaning on. something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, boxers or briefs or nothing like uh hey alfresco baby there you go commando oh, box
2: boxes all the way i
0: actually oh,
2: I, i'm a boxer brief guy so same just... boxer brief
0: okay mm. all right one thing you miss about your 20s
1: my my 20s i don't remember them. i was gonna say i don't really <laughs> miss my actual 20s <laughs> that's why they say that uh like youth is wasted on the young is that the saying yes yep.
0: yeah yeah that's that's yeah. how i view my 20s well, that's kind of like my concert in Santa Barbara, you know, <laughs> Uh favorite movie. I don't have a lot of
1: like favorites. Cause I, my favorite thing to do is to see new things. Um, so I don't really think about that too much, but I used to, I used to say glory all the time. I mean, I love that movie. Yeah. I admit, you know, I'm just going to go a little predictable, a little boring and go
2: gladiator. Yeah.
0: Are you not entertained? There you go. How about
2: you, Faye? Well, I've got a tie, so I'm just gonna have to. It's really hard. So it's 100 percent Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Those two are oh. probably for me. Like, right? I, it's hard for me to separate it. I watched I watched, Ra- I watched
0: Raiders nothing. last night. Actually, yeah. Faye I are feel like It's the perfect movie. Yeah,
1: and I are also big fans of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants franchise. Um, <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> Little respect there. Okay. Um, I know the answer to this one Dire Straits, ACDC, or Billy Ray Cyrus. I got to go with my boy Mark Knopfler here.
1: I mean, I, I, yeah. so I got a, someone gave me as a, like, I mean, a stack of CDs and said, if you digitize these, you can, uh, for my iPod, you can keep all the music. Um, and so I digitized them, and one of the things that was in there was a live Dire Straits record. It just blew wow. my mind off. For the one at Wembley,
2: but
0: ACDC for me. There you yeah. go. Was the one that was uh, was that at Wembley? The I live. Go back con- and look. Yeah, yeah, that's the
2: one. That's the one everyone talks about.
0: Yeah, that's Absolutely. that's a great concert there. Yep. Okay. Last question. Uh, when and if you retire, what do you want to do? you're a ways from it. I get it, but yeah. Uh, To me, it's, that's
1: easy. It's travel the world. You know, I've been Mm -hmm. to 20 plus countries. I, I want to see more. And um, you know, we always uh, see different parts of the world through the food that they offer. Um, That's a big inspiration for us. So uh, I would love to do that full time. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're very blessed to have been, we're very traveled. We've been all over the world. You know, we're super lucky. I think in that respect, we did a lot of it for business, but Mark and I travel a lot together. Um, I think for me, it's like, I'm with Mark on that. That's cliche to say, but I think just waking up and tomorrow saying I'm going here, but we actually have the ability to do a lot of that stuff, which is amazing. We've worked really hard to get there, but I think honestly, having the solitude of waking up with an awesome cup of coffee and going out into a lake house and not having to think about responsibilities on any side other than sitting my ass in a sweet Adirondack chair and looking at the amazing waterfowl come over the lake. I think that might be a nice thing. It's like looking some out of your, oh, looking out
1: your out of your boat that says uh aptly named girl dad. Number two. <laughs> aptly named girl dad. Number <laughs> one.
0: All right, boys. <laughs> anyway. Um, the Grill dad's their new book, the best grilling cookbook ever written by two idiots, lots of fun stuff in it, not just the recipes they're great, but the uh, comments and little um, little fun facts like posers and grill marks that was can my favorite. yeah, can I ahead. give one
1: other I'm going to give one other little content plug for our book, yeah, fire um, away Faye and I, our favorite thing to do when it's time to cook is to go to a grocery store with no preconceived notion of what we're going to make. We go first up to the meat counter, see what looks good, see what speaks to us and be like, oh, look at that pork loin. What do you think about butterflying that and stuffing it with this and, and and yeah. just make it up and go And the creativity for us is more of a payoff than eating the actual food. Um, and we wanted people to take that away from the book, but at the same time, a lot of people buy the book because they want a recipe that's ready to make. So we spent a lot of time, especially in the protein select sections, like the steak houses Suck steak section, uh, the chicken section, the pork section, which uh, this little piggy went on the grill. Um, and in those sections, we talk a lot about how to pick the right protein, why you would choose it, what the differences are, different general cooking techniques. And the hope is that we give you a lot of information up front in the chapter headers, plus in the recipes with, with tips. So, you know, the why behind what you're doing and our hope is someone will buy this book, cook every single recipe, put it down, go to the grocery store and make up their
0: own thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. love that.
0: That's very good guys. It's been a real pleasure. Um, Faye and Mark Anderson, the grill dads, you can find their website, grill the grill. Is it the grill Yep. yep. Got to have the the in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, their new book, the best grilling cookbook ever written by two idiots. Um, it
3: is my new favorite cookbook. And I'm not just saying thank that. You. I yeah, really, awesome. thank I, you. I, I I was really pleasantly surprised that it wasn't redundant, that there were new things in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Things that I'm actually excited about trying. And I, I think that, you know, I, I totally endorse it. I really like it a lot, guys. That well, means there a
1: lot. So there
0: was uh, mm-hmm. there was a recipe in here, and I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Uh, but I'm actually going to steal it and do it on a show next week. Great, and steal I will up. I will give, give you give them
3: credit. Please. I will give them credit <laughs> at the end of,
0: <laughs> at the end of the segment. I promise. No, I will. I will, and I'll also give you credit when they post it on the station's website, which they get a lot of downloads, and I'll I'll make sure it's on there. But uh, everybody
1: cook all of our dishes. They're everybody's now. So make them and
2: enjoy them. Yeah. There you
1: go. Yes. Okay, yeah, thank guys. Thank you guys
2: for what you do. Appreciate yes, it. Yes.
3: Continued no. success to both of you.